Good morning, everyone. Welcome to worship today. Today's Epiphany, where God reveals an incredible mystery that was hidden for so long that this is for you. You know, some people don't start Christmas really until today because of this. That today God reveals Jesus is for all the world, and that includes you. And we worship the Lord based on that. Order of service is found in our worship folder and on screen. At this time, let's begin with our opening hymn, 372.
Please stand. In the name of the Father, who is the Father of the heavenly light, and of the Son, who is the light of the world, and of the Holy Spirit, who reveals that light to us through the gospel. Arise, shine, your light is come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. But you are honored to live in the light of the Lord. The Lord is present. Let us reflect the light of God's love. God invites us to come into his presence and worship him with humble and penitent hearts. Therefore, let us acknowledge our sinfulness and ask him to forgive us. Holy and merciful Father, I confess that I am by nature sinful and that I have disobeyed you in my thoughts, words, and actions. I have done what is evil and failed to do what is good. For this I deserve your punishment, both now and in eternity. But I am truly sorry for my sins. And trusting in my Savior, Jesus Christ, I pray. Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. God, our Heavenly Father, has been merciful to us and has given His only Son to be the atoning sacrifice for all of our sins. Therefore, as a called servant of Christ and by His authority, I forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. For all that we need in life and for the wisdom to use all your gifts with gratitude and joy, hear our prayer, O Lord. For the steadfast assurance that nothing can separate us from your love, and for the courage to stand firm against the assaults of Satan and every evil, hear our prayer, O Christ. For the well-being of your holy church in all the world, and for those who offer here their worship and praise, hear our prayer, O Lord. Merciful God, maker and preserver of life, uphold us by your power and keep us in your tender care. The works of the Lord are great and glorious. His name is worthy of praise.
Let us pray. Lord God, by the leading of a star, you once made known to the nations your one and only Son. Guide us also, who know him now by faith, to come at last to the perfect joy of your heavenly glory. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Today we celebrate Epiphany, the fact that God made his gospel known so clearly what his intent was. But he revealed glimpses of this already in the Old Testament. We see that in Isaiah 60. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples, but the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look about you. All assemble and come to you. Your sons come from afar, and your daughters are carried on the hip. Then you will look and be radiant. Your heart will throb and swell with joy. The wealth on the seas will be brought to you. To you the riches of the nations will come. Herds of camels will cover your land, young camels of Midian and Ephah. And all from Sheba will come, bearing gold and incense, and proclaiming the praise of the Lord. The word of the Lord. Second lesson from Ephesians chapter 3 serves as a basis for the sermon. Surely you've heard about the administration of God's grace that was given to me for you. That is the mystery made known to me by revelation, as I have already written briefly. In reading this, then, you will be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to people in other generations as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to God's holy apostles and prophets. This mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body, and sharers together in the promise in Christ Jesus. I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of his power. Although I'm less than the least of all the Lord's people, this grace was given me to preach to the Gentiles the boundless riches of Christ and to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery, which for ages past was kept hidden in God who created all things. His intent was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms according to his eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. In him and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. The word of the Lord. Gospel from Matthew chapter 2, the visit of the wise men from afar. 
After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed in all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. And coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated for the hymn.
name of Jesus, our King, brothers and sisters. Last Sunday, the opening hymn, very first verse, went like this. O Jesus Christ, your manger is my paradise. Where I am reclining. For there, O Lord, we see the word made flesh for us. Your grace is brightly shining. That's really bold. (laughs) That is really a bold verse. And I don't know if you understand the depth of boldness of theology that's packed right there when we opened the service a week ago. Because it pictures Jesus' manger. I, I mean... Consider the manger. That's, that's day one. The very first day Jesus was born, Mary took him, wrapped him in claws, and laid him in a manger. And do you understand what happened? Only the shepherds came to visit that day. There were no Gentiles. There were no wise men that first day. It was just the shepherds. And so what we sang a week ago didn't happen. There were no Gentiles there on day one. And even biblically, do you understand? A Jew was not even supposed to go into the house of a Gentile. There were supposed to be strict rules and regulations separating the two based on the Old Testament. And so what in the world are we doing a week ago singing such a bold hymn and verse that actually historically didn't happen? It's because God reveals it to you today on the pages of scripture what we're talking about today is the answer to a mystery that goes back for ages and ages and the answer for so long ago was just kept hidden tucked away in the heart of God who hadn't made it this clear until today in history on epiphany and the reason why God makes it clear today God's intent is to give you insight And the Greek word for insight pictures somebody, finally, who has all the puzzle pieces for the puzzle. You know how that works, where you usually have these thousand-plus piece puzzles and got a few pieces missing. Finally, God gives us all the puzzle pieces, and he puts this together, and the church gets to stand back today and see the whole thing in completion, and it's incredible. What wisdom! Hear it for yourself. This mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together, members together, and sharers together. I abbreviated that a little bit. In the promise in Christ Jesus. And to have all those together couplet words, in Greek, each one is just one word, and there's a rhythm and a rhyme to it in the Greek verse. And you can just kind of hear that even in English. Listen again. Heirs together, members together, sharers together, which means you belong here right next to this manger from day one. You have a place here with Jesus. God wants you here, and that hymn verse is perfectly spot on from day one. This was always God's intent, and that's God's tremendous plan of salvation that he reveals today, is that his plan was always to have Jew and Gentile, all sinners, together, right there in Jesus, in these promises that he's given since the Garden of Eden. Together. 
Jew and Gentile. Together, husband and wife, together in Jesus Christ. Parents and children, together around Jesus Christ. Sinner and sinner and sinner, together around Jesus Christ. It was never God's plan that salvation would only be for a select few. For just this little special clique that he liked. Salvation was always for the world. And today he wants to remove all doubt and let you see this incredible wisdom. Heirs together, members together, sharers together in all of these promises revealed in Jesus Christ. You belong here. This is the wisdom that made the wise men wise. And just to explain Matthew chapter 2 from a very basic standpoint, who does that? Who travels the way they traveled? Who plans and prepares for such a long trip to come so far from the east? Who, who's looking for this promise to be fulfilled for 600 years from the time of Daniel? Who searches the sky for a star the way they did? Who sacrifices time with family and, or friends and leaves their jobs behind over in Babylon or wherever they came from? Who packages these gifts the way they do with these expensive things to gift them if they're not going to be welcomed? If there's not a place for them there next to Jesus, if Mary and Joseph are going to keep the door to their house closed and not welcome them in. I mean, even consider that. Mary and Joseph let them in. Because even the wise men believed the truth that God had revealed to them miraculously, that there was a place for them there. And so they believed it. They traveled. They planned. They prepared. They came. They saw. They worshipped. They gifted. This is the wisdom that made them wise. That Christ was for them too. And this is the wisdom of God that makes you wise. And this is the wisdom that Paul was just so astonished by that he was just ecstatic and humbled that the Lord would gift him with this incredible thing. L listen to it from Paul. He says, I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of his power. I, I, can't you just hear his appreciation pop off the page? I became a servant of this. Who talks like that? I'm so ecstatic to be a servant. I became a servant of this very gospel, Jesus Christ, in the manger for the world. By the gift of God's grace given me. Okay, so he saw it as a gift. He saw it as a gift of grace, the word grace means a gift so it's a gift of a gift and then he said it's a gift of grace given me if something is given to you it means it's gifted to you because you didn't earn it so it's a gift of a gift given to me this is the apostle who traveled around was persecuted was lashed a number of times was left in the deep was left for dead this is the man who journeyed so far and wide to spread the gospel went through so much persecution and hardship, and here you see his heart. What the Lord did for me in making me a Christian and then gifting me to be an apostle to take this message out to the world is an incredible gift. It's why he labored. 
It's why he toiled. It's for this gift that he would even one day give his life in death for. It was just a tremendous thing for him to serve the Lord Jesus this way. To share this with sinners. Christ is for you. And I want you to see in the life of the Apostle Paul, God uses him as a picture today of in his preaching, God affirmed this. The very fact that a man like Paul would be sharing a message like this with the world, and really he's the first one who shared it so clearly, Paul's missionary life is epiphany. But it, God affirms this with his own power. He wrote, this is through a working of his power. I mean, if you know Paul's history, it went from Saul the persecutor to Paul the believer. It went from Saul the Jew to Paul the preacher to the Gentiles. That's incredible power to take somebody like that who is so antagonistic against Christianity to be the foremost preacher to bring to people that Christ is here for you. Uh, somebody was just talking to me a couple days ago and they, were, they commented, I hadn't thought about this for a while. I've just flown a number of times, but they said, you know, those 747s and the one you're going to be taking over to Israel on Tuesday, that's really quite a thing. When you consider the luggage and the weight of the luggage that's on that thing, when you consider all the weight of the people that's on that, when you consider all of the fuel that's in the wings <laughs> and how heavy just the plane itself is, for that thing to get off the ground, doesn't it seem impossible? <laughs> well, I hope not. <clears throat> No, it's, but what power to get that thing off the ground. What incredible power. And to think man figured that out. Man figured out the mystery of how to get this hunk of steel off the ground and in the air to fly thousands of miles. But you know what man could never figure out? How to turn a sinner into a saint. God figured that out. That's why Jesus is here. Do you know what man could never figure out? Well, it looked like the Jews were a part of God's inner club because he had been talking to them, he sent the prophets to them, he gave the word of God to them in the Old Testament. But what about the Gentiles? What was going to be left for them? Anything? Were they going to be a part of this? Were they just going to be left out? Was only a special group going to be on the ends and get to heaven? Absolutely not. God would take care of that too by the same gospel that was for the Jews, the same promises that was for them, the same power that changed Saul to be this persecutor to an incredible apostle is the same power that God works for you. It's the same power that changes Gentiles from sinners to believers, that shapes them and makes them fit for heaven, that forgives their sins and lets them be sharers, heirs, members together. It's an incredible gift. It's an incredible thing that's only true because this gospel message is truly powerful that lets faith soar with God. And you just get to push the button on your seat like the hymn verse said and recline 
and enjoy what this child is here to do for you. Honestly, where God gives something like this, where, where he gives such grace, where he makes it so clear, where he shapes preachers who are former persecutors and sends them out to share this message with the world of, of God's incredible work in Jesus Christ for you, isn't one of the most terrible things somebody could do is stand up the king and not show up next to his manger? Isn't one of the most terrible things we could do is to reject this grace and the power of the gospel? Isn't one of the most foolish things we could do instead of seeing the, the great power that's here in Christ to forgive sins and sinners and the great joy it is to be together with God's people to say, I'm going to fly solo on this. I'm going to go my own way. I'm going to separate myself from God and his people and figure out spiritual stuff all on my own. I, I can't think of a more ridiculous thing if Jesus is talking to Paul on the way to Damascus or Saul that day. And, and Saul says, well, this is pretty neat, but I'm not going to be a preacher about it. I can't think of a more foolish thing for the wise men to study the sky for 600 years and to finally see the star in the sky and realize God wants to lead them to worship the one and only maker of the universe, their creator, and say, you know what, I was planning a vacation next week with my family. I don't think I'm going to make it. I can't think of a more foolish thing for people today not to come, for parents not to bring their children and to forsake the power of God in this gospel revealed in Jesus to save. There's a writer for the Wisconsin Synod who wrote about a hundred years ago, probably faced the same issues. The, the death of the church is... Do you know what the, the killer of the church today is? The death of the church is the despising of grace. The death of the church is the rejection of, of this child and all the promises of God revealed about him. But you know what? The opposite is true too. The life of the church is still found here. The grace of God is still revealed here. The treasure of the church is right here. The most wonderful thing, and it's for you. Just like the Apostle Paul, let this be your joy, your honor, your privilege to be his servant because God has something for you to do too. He says, God's intent was it now, this is verse 10, now through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms. I hope for the rest of your life, what you consider when you walk through those doors to come into the sanctuary of the Lord's house, that you look at this place like, like a diamond store. And you understand that when you're walking into this place, it's not that there are all kinds of diamonds to purchase. There's just one. And it's the most incredible carrot, clarity, color, cut, all of those things. 
all of the facets of the wisdom of God revealed in sending His Son, Jesus Christ. And when you walk in here and sit in these pews, as you look at the cross, you consider the incredible grace, not just behind the beauty of the diamond of Jesus Christ, but that you consider the cost is free. The cost is free to you. This is for you, 100%. This is for you to come next to him. This is for you to worship him. This is for you to be a part of. This is for you and the whole family and to take this message and to realize it's not just for me, it's for me to take to the world. It's for me to take to my loved ones. It's for me to take to my neighbors. It's for me to take beyond and all of the circles of influence that you are in. The job of the church is that we would proclaim this message and not let it stop. And that by proclaiming this message, I hope you don't underestimate how far it travels. That this message would be proclaimed by the church to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms. That's Paul's way of saying all the way up to heaven itself where the angels are. That you in proclaiming this message are actually saying it all the way to the angels in heaven. The angels who were there on day one when Christ was born. The angels who longed to look into these things. The angels who probably loved to see the Apostle Paul preach and how the missionary went all around Europe and spread, spread these things. And the word went out. Now love to see it happen today through you through the church. And why wouldn't they? God has revealed this incredible miracle, the mystery, that we're heirs together, shares together, members together of one body, that God powerfully powers all of these things through the gospel as he shapes sinners and makes them fit for heaven. And as the church joins together around this beautiful diamond, multifaceted, to worship Jesus and proclaim his praise to the nations today, as you and I join together to do all of these things, just please keep in mind, this truth is not just for others. This is for you. There's a place for you right here. Lord Jesus Christ, your manger is my paradise where my soul reclines because here Lord your grace is brightly shining come and worship amen please stand we join together in confessing our faith with the Nicene Creed we believe in one God the Father the Almighty maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father. Light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became fully human. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the He ascended into heaven 
and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who in unity with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Please be seated for prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God and Mary's Son, in the fullness of time you came into our world to save us from sin and death. Beloved Son of the Father, revered by the Magi, baptized by John, you came preaching and teaching, healing and comforting, forgiving and encouraging. Prince of Peace, shine like a beacon for us and the people of our world. Let the good news of salvation be heard in the most remote corners of the earth. Open our own lips to speak your name to those around us who still live without faith or hope. Preserve your truth among us and by that truth preserve us until you appear in dazzling splendor to bring us to the glory of heaven. Let our anticipation of the heavenly kingdom ennoble our thinking and speaking, enrich our conduct, and increase our joy in all aspects of earthly life. Heavenly Father, defend our brother Wally Girak in body and soul as he undergoes total knee replacement surgery tomorrow. Raise up Henry Shire powerfully by his baptism with, and with continued growth in your word. Bless him all his days. And please sustain Rachel, Rob, and family as they mourn the death of her husband, Eugene. Hear us, Lord, as we bring you our own private petitions. Finally, bring us and all your believers to the heavenly home where we will stand in the full light of your glory and with all your saints and angels sing the everlasting song of triumph. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Please stand. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Then he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for you for the forgiveness of sins. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. And the peace of the Lord be with you always. <clears throat>
please be seated for the distribution.